literally it's like this farmer bust and I tried to sell it and look what happened now like there's mushrooms in me <laughs> the reason that it happens like that is because when you're in an economic state in which you cannot really change anything you are kind of doled down to the senses of what's happening around you in the world because you're not in a position where you can really do anything about it because you're economically disenfranchised so it doesn't become relevant to you until everyone in your family is literally melting and dying around you um, but I think I'm giving the movie too much credit for why it chose to do that. We're totally normal. Everything's fine. Everything's just totally good. We're just drinking our totally normal, not pollinated, you know, words. Polluted. Yeah. Saying pollinated, like there's bees in it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your bee water. My bee water. Yeah, totally normal here in Pennsylvania. You get some bees. Nothing wrong. (laughs) Welcome to Google's Next Door, the media literacy horror show where we talk about the real life, uh, this month, ecological reasonings behind our cinematic fears. And today we're talking fracking. What yeah. the frack? We're not even fracking joking about it. Either. Wasn't that the swear in Battlestar? I'm like 90%. I'm pretty sure, sure it was like, what the frack? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, It's been a lot of years since I watched Battlestar Galactica every single day for a solid year. Um, But I'm like pretty sure that's what it was. I was yeah. I was very obsessed with Battlestar Galactica. Reasonably so. It's a good show. Yeah. Um, One day we'll do Space Odysseys. But (laughs) this uh, this uh, month plus a day, uh, we're going to be doing uh, eco horror. Uh, we're coming up at the tail end here, and fracking is a very real horror in that it's the, it happening uh, here in Pennsylvania, where we live. Yeah, and as upsetting as that is in and of itself, it's also just like, why is it happening? Because why do we want to keep going for fossil fuels when that's like the least effective, like it is an unsustainable form of energy, it also actively damages it. the uh, ozone and the planet and air pollution and all that. We don't need it. But money says we do, so. <laughs> and you know what that means. It means that's all we're doing. Whatever we say, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, um, when we were going to do eco-horror, I specifically wanted to do fracking. Because I remember um, when I was a film student, actually in Florida, before I even came to Pennsylvania, um, I watched this documentary about fracking. Um, in like this like documentary class, and I just remember being like, "That is just so horrible," um, because it was still like a new thing. Like we are still like, and we still are discovering what the effects are. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like this whole exploration of like, oh, their water was contaminated. You could see it coming out of the faucets, and you heard from the families who were like really sad, reasonably so that uh, 
their they didn't get the right payouts and all kinds of things. So it was really interesting to me, and I was like, fracking, we gotta do it. And so I found this uh, film called Unearth, uh, which is uh, also from 2021. Yeah, it's a new one. Yeah, so it's a new film. <laughs> yeah, and it's it was also long, like our film next week. Um, and I don't know if it needed to be as long as the film for next week. Uh, and it yeah. was like, there were other things. And I think it's funny, the specific uh, take that it has. Yeah. In regarding fracking, that when it, fracking plus horror, there's so many other things that could have come up. Um, and I also think like, since we're doing eco horror, it is really funny. We're not doing something like Godzilla or something. Um <laughs> it's true because like or we're not doing any big monsters like host bong joon ho's host um which you know is essentially like we polluted the earth and now there's this creature is coming after us and this is what you did um this is like not really that (laughs) yeah yeah, it was okay it like it was doing a thing yeah and at first it was like all right i see i see what you're doing i see what you're doing Yeah. yeah yeah okay all the points got you yeah fracking is bad yeah, yeah, it damages the this water. This is sad. Yeah, okay. this is upsetting. Uh, it's obviously not Families entirely the farmer's hard. fault. Uh, they're in hard times. Uh, we've decimated the farming industry in America. Yes. All right. And I resonate then, with this. And then it was like, what is fracking? We forgot. Uh, <laughs> here are some scary. Th- let's melt a baby. Yeah. It was why. like, it forgot. It was it was trying to be a horror movie until the yeah. end. And then it was like, oh, crap. We got to oh, yeah. put in all the horror. Gotta murder. <laughs> And then it happened in like five minutes and then it was like done and we were like better now. And I was like, what did we just learn? Because like I didn't know resolution. No <laughs> resolution whatsoever. You're just like, yeah. what the where? Why is she here? Like, why is she still here? What is happening? Who what am I? What am I doing? Um, yeah, totally. But it was it was it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's everything is fine. Everyone. It's drink, fine. Drink the water. It's fine. Drink the water. It's fine. I'm still kind of bitter. That uh, we didn't cover Cabin Fever. Yeah, yeah. Because as far as horror and, like, uh, an illness goes, that's so good for it. But it, it wasn't, like... We, we still can. Yeah, <laughs> we can. I think the only thing is that like it doesn't right now, really... Just like in life. Yeah, in life. It just doesn't fit with this because yeah. it never really dives into, like... It, it was just, like, there was a body in the reservoir. Or whatever. Yeah. So it would be more like if we wanted to do a whole thing about like skin deteriorating diseases, which we might. Yeah. That's we did that fun. a little bit uh, in the bay, a little bit. We did, we did. So it would just be that, Water-based. but like all, like that's the whole series. Maybe we'll this do is that. also medical the, scare the bit that we wanted to do in the bay. Yeah, but I forgot and we didn't. <laughs> So we got to do it again. Is that the, our water looks gross for the listeners? Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's dive in. Let me tell you about this film. Uh, we watched it so you don't have to. Yeah. That's to say, like you. I mean, you can. It's just it again, fine. it's very long. It's not. It didn't like. It wasn't offensive. And I think parts of it were, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was. There's some really strange decisions. Yeah, I'll say. There's, like, a woman who breastfeeds someone else's baby, and it's not really ever talked about. And I just, like, there's a lot that, hap- like, gets picked up and then just stored somewhere. And <laughs> someone, like, I remember from, yeah. like, creative writing classes when they're, like, your character has a backpack. And as they're 
you know, going through the story, they're putting things in the backpack and they should, everything that goes in the backpack should help them on the journey up this mountain. Right. Yeah. And like, if it never comes back out of the backpack, don't ever put it in there in the first place. And this film was full of things in the backpack that never came to use. And I was just like, what are we doing with that? Yeah. Why do we need this? Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here's what it is. It's called Unearth. It's from 2021. Like I said, it's about a fracking horror story. Subtle. Uh, Unearth follows two neighboring farm families whose relationships are strained when one of them chooses to lease their land to an oil and gas company. In the midst of growing tension, the land is drilled in something long dormant and terrifying. Deep beneath the Earth's surface is released. And you would read that and you would think, like, Godzilla's coming. It doesn't. It's not Godzilla. It's mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. It's just like what my face. I like. I was like, oh yeah, mushrooms. Gonna put that on my face. Um, it is directed by John C. Lyons and Dorota Swise, uh, who are from something I read somewhere. Married. I thought that was fun. I was like, yeah, that. that's cute. The description language is interesting because it's like chooses and like under capitalism, yeah. is it a choice? Yeah, we don't have a lot of those. <laughs> uh. Under a system, is it a choice? Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, they they are forced into like yeah. they sign off on it, yes, but because they literally have no other choices and their children will die, yeah, inevitably anyway. But like, rocking if place. they don't, you know, because they need Capitalism to pay again. their bills and send the kid to college, it's not going to get them a job. And you know how we are on the ghouls. It's just uh, yeah, yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> So I want to start with two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, uh, Pennsylvania, where we lay our scene from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. You might recognize that from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Uh, yeah. That's what this film is. That's the, the whole time. Though, Gabe. Thank you. It was, I, I can't do Shakespeare delivery. I don't know the, I forget the word for it. Um. I mean, you did it just now. You know what it is? No, you know when you have to, like, say it and the syllables have to be all weird, like Shakespeare does? I don't know. I'm not. You did it. Thank you. I love Shakespeare. And I, <laughs> the whole time, I was like, this is just that, because we have these two houses and they're fighting. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> the story, uh, I'll go through like, the synopsis and then we'll talk a bit about, you know, some, we'll get into it. <laughs> what happens? Uh, <laughs> but this story follows two feuding families who are equally sad and depressing uh, in rural PA, um, or what we go ghouls here call Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they're very like you quickly forget where it is. Like you're like that's in the south or it's Virginia. It's not. It's Pennsylvania. Um, and there are these two families that have really hit truly rough times. They've lost loved ones. They're struggling financially um, for all a variety of reasons. Um, it, most of them being like the world just isn't like our, America just isn't fit for small farms anymore. Um, yeah. And you kind of either have to adjust to that or you lose. And that's that. So. When the promise of future, uh, of, of fortune, uh, escape from the modernity of farm life and potential redo arrives on their doorstep by the way of a natural gas company called Patriot. Uh, it's not hard to understand why this desperate family chose to sell out. Because um, specifically, like, 
the one family sold out. Um, yeah. and like I said, it's also I, the I, name I, of the yeah Patriots. It's, it's it's not subtle. The, in the film, isn't subtle, but it also isn't strong enough. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. It pulls um, the weirdest punches. Yeah, and um, like I said, I watched that documentary, and I do remember in that documentary that they focus really hard on the families um, that were affected and the families who had sold their lands and ended up with these issues. Cause it was like, the documentary was really trying to say like, you're not like, they're not really to blame. Like, yeah, you sold your stuff, but at the end of the day, it, it like, they didn't know. Right. Yeah. And they also don't have, like Kat was saying, they don't really have a choice. Um, and it really stressed that. Cause there's also the other people who were being affected by like what their neighbors had done. Cause yeah, their neighbors like, let these people in did. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just interesting because they were like equally pressed and they were stressed for something to like news to get out of this. Um, and it's only like when in this documentary, their water turned a disgusting yellow and their checks arrived for their land with exceptionally fewer zeros than they had truly realized. Uh, they knew that it was a mistake yeah. and the Dolans and the Lomax, which are the families in this story, experience a similar fate through their turns, uh, though theirs turns uh, much more eco-horror and less sad documentary <laughs> by the end of it. Uh, but it is like majority sad time. And then it's like, yeah. bam, bam, horror. And you're like, wait, who, who, what? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what? what's happening. How? How? That's what ah. kind of movie this is. Ah. Ah. Um, <laughs> it happens so fast. And you're like, what? Who do, who's the bat? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it takes quite uh, a while to get into that horror territory. It spends the bulk of the runtime as a drama, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's forbidden trysts. There's teenage moms, repressed lesbians, photographers that don't want to inherit a farm job and are sleeping with a dad who uh, is, the, is the dad of the lesbian that's in love with you. It was all kind of tangled up and this it and that. It was a and very like, What's weird, gonna... incestuous love triangle that was... There was I mean, yeah. it wasn't incestuous, but it was still it very was, yeah. weird. It was like, you're you're having sex with my dad, and I love you, I want to have sex with you, and that's weird. And then it was like... It's like also like, what's the age difference in... then? Right? It was like, like where's everyone's mom? Where does she go? Why can't I, Joe? It's whole time. Uh, and so much of this film focuses on these two families and their sadness that you almost forget there's imminent threat of an ecological disaster and that this is a horror film. Uh, that is until uh, everyone starts drinking the disgusting cloudy water <clears throat> and scratching itches that open skin revealing growing mushrooms or like tentacles of yeah. mushrooms like you knew like as soon as the water was gross and everyone's just drinking it no one even questions it no one is like something's wrong with the water um they're just drinking it but like it's very clear that these are people who are doing what needs to get done and are yeah. sacrificing their own wellness to do that and like there's even um hints at like relationship abuse and um these people don't really have agency at all. And so their water starts getting gross and you know that things are like messed up. And so as soon as the, as soon as they were drinking water and then they have like the kid, they repeat, they have like a child in it. I was like, that kid's dead. <laughs> I was like, that yeah, kid's it was a dead. running thing throughout the entire movie. I remember you were like, oh no, that kid is definitely gonna die. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, 
I don't want that to happen, but I agree with you. And it was just very uncomfortable every time the world's going yeah. like, this baby is definitely going to die. We have seen too many movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, as soon as you see it. This is like uh, when we were on uh, Horror Queers talking about Mother. As soon uh-huh. as she was pregnant, I was like, that baby did. So <laughs> sometimes yeah. you're just like, you know, right? Um, and I knew. And it's, uh, of course, she, like, used formula, too. Like, she wasn't breastfeeding because um, she's a teenager. And, like, and other reasons. Like, a lot of people don't. And she probably couldn't, like, connect. There's probably a lot of things. Um, and so she was using formula. And I was like, big, big red sign. That poor baby. Yeah, because the water, yeah. That baby's, like, 90% that water and nothing else um so for, for a movie that is 80 percent not horror at all it makes up for lost time in the last 20 minutes becoming a gory mess of chaos uh not all deaths are eco-based and it does feel rather like a shakespearean tragedy at the end where everyone's just off at each other and no one can be happy and i um <laughs> and, and of course Something bad's going to happen to this baby. Uh, and I was right. Uh, do not watch this film if you have a weak stomach. Like, yeah. you can watch, like, the beginning of the film and get sad about the family and then just leave. Like, yeah. as soon as, like, the old lady who was super rude to everybody um, and was up in everyone's business starts to feel sick, just turn it off. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's when it's, it kind of, like, as soon as she went missing, people were like, hey, something's going on. Um, and then it just, like, happens. Uh, but as soon as, like, it kicks off, it kicked off, and it was just, like, you were just sliding down this, like, narrow slope, being like, what is happening? What, who, who is anyone? What does this do? Like, there's no real explanation, because it's, like, the fracking, they show the, like, so, like what happens with the fracking, and it, like, goes down, and it, like, shakes the earth, and it's, it honestly was kind of, that was horrifying to me. I was like, that seems really scary. Like, I don't think it should be shaking up the earth like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, usually when the earth is shaken, it's mad. So I don't know if we should be, like, antagonizing it and, like, shaking it up like this. And uh, so it does that, and it, like, it releases its, like, liquid and all this stuff, and it's, like, going in, and then clearly it makes these cracks, and um, one of the problems is, like, the the different natural gases coming out which is what they're looking for but it's not like you can contain those they're going through the whatever um and it releases these mushroom things and you know how i feel about mushrooms um yeah and that that's what the the bad guy is <laughs> like the the eco bad guy um not like a monster under there which is what most people think that's what um, i thought i didn't even i like half read the synopsis and i was like you like when you read it it sounds yeah. like yeah and there's a little, little monster that comes out of there also yeah. i'm definitely giving the movie way too much credit but like what if the reason that it happens like that is because when you're in an economic state in which you cannot really change anything you are kind of doled down to the senses of what's happening around you in the world because you're not in a position where you can really do anything about it because you're economically disenfranchised so it doesn't become relevant to you until everyone in your family is literally melting and dying around you um but I think I'm giving the movie too much credit for why it chose to do that. <laughs> I think so too. I think it might be. <laughs> I think like, um, it's like yes, but, but also sure. no. I think it, I think the kind of the the spiral into chaos really is because that's like what it is, right? Is that you? It's slowly there are things happening, and you really don't realize, like. Oh, this is a red flag. We need to Little do something about it. Little things turn to big thing, yeah. Until it's too late. But also, like, they knew there was trouble there, and they still 
couldn't do anything. It's not like they can leave. It's like when you're in yeah. a haunted, like people who buy the haunted house and people are like, why don't you just leave? It's like, wait, what money? I yeah, put I spent like my entire house. life savings in this house. There's nothing left. It's this house or bust. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, literally, it's like this farm or bust. And I tried to sell it and look what happened now. Like there's mushrooms in me. And, <laughs> and it's like, we don't really know what the mushrooms do. They kind of make you go insane. I don't know. Anyway, again, if you have a weak stomach, do not watch it. Uh, I won't tell you all the things that happened besides that it's truly horrific. And I will say that maybe you see a baby crumble into guts and viscera like instantly and abruptly. And it was like, I knew that baby was dead, but I didn't know it was going to die like that. Yes. <laughs> it happened and I was like, what? It was, it was rough. <laughs> what? It's been five minutes. You put him down, he was a regular baby. You put him down, you turned around, you look back, you hate when that happens. And now it's just a crumbling mass of meat. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They did that, they did not have a scientist yeah. on on their set to talk about biology. This is not the bay. This is not next week's episode, don't look up. They did not have a scientist. Yeah. They just had melting babies instead. So <laughs> effective. Yeah, that sent a message. Sure did, it did. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the eco-horror, um, because I think uh, the subgenre of eco-horror is really fascinating to me, um, because it can really hold so much within it. It can tackle our insignificance in the world, that the earth we live on will live on without us, or with True. us, depending on what we're doing. It highlights the terrible ways we are, um, as a people, affecting nature and wildlife in our pursuit for advancement, which Kaz talked about in her sections. And it highlights the absolutely disgusting power that some people and institutions hold over not only the everyday people, but the entire world. Um, and the crux of that being these companies uh, that do not see people as humans, but rather a number, an obstacle, a slight hurdle to overcome in pursuit of a greater margin. And that's like why eco-horror is, because it could pick whichever one of those paths you want, or sometimes they're just by nature intersecting um, because it always comes back to like the people in charge or like the people who are hiding, uh -huh. you know, things or giving misinformation. Um, but I do think that this film, while st certainly painting the company Patriot, whatever, as being unreliable, greedy and bad, it didn't exactly drive home the message of them being evil um which is what they are <laughs> like they yeah. they are evil like we see them once we see one guy he offers them a check and then we never see them again um and there we really never come that instead we we have this intimate story of how two families are affected by this ecological disaster um and we get the same issues of contaminated water and less payout than promised due to absurd bills um that happen in real life and then we get this horror so it kind of felt like two different things. Because, like, to me, with or without the fracking, that could have happened. If yeah. Whether or not they had made the decision, if their neighbors had made the decision that had nothing to do with them, they still would have had this happen to them. Um, and when I first told people that we were doing fracking horror, most people jumped to the idea that it would uh, awaken a beast. Um But I, I would say that, like, fungi are kind of like slumbering beasts. Um, it's true. And so they become infected. And I think, similar to what we've seen in the Bay, the illness is a result of something 
uh, entering our systems that shouldn't, specifically a living something that shouldn't enter our system. Um, but unlike The Bay, this f film spends more time focused on the innocent victims than on the big companies at fault. Like, The Bay was a good mix of those two. Like, we got to see enough of them to feel compassion for them. Um, but we also got to see kind of the scrambling and the the falling apart from the people who are supposed to keep this together. Um, yeah. And this doesn't really like focus on Patriot at all. Um, these two families are betrayed and gutted because of their need to survive. But there's also this understanding that even their right to the land is a problem. Um, as we've kind of talked about as well. Um, yeah. You're on native land, right? So there's a whole conversation of that. And, and there I saw on a few different articles, actually just a discussion on that. And um it just made me think, like, is this film telling us not to trust big gas or is it telling us we have no business doing any of this at all? Um, and in this article I found on Grimoire of Horror titled Unearthed 2021 Film Review Fracking Despair by Alice Oscura, um, they kind of dive into that thesis that there is no accident, but rather the earth fighting back. And they say in the story, the land represents a supernatural force that pr proceeds to punish both families for their acts of betrayal. Metaphorically speaking, the land did not belong to the Dolans or the Lomax. The land allowed them to reap the benefits of what was sown once they were willing to keep passing down the responsibility to their heirs. Whether it was Mother Nature or some other entity, it took its revenge for the slight of the, in a visceral manner. So that was like one <laughs> take. Um, I, I feel like we spent so much time with this family to not be sad about that, like to not blame them. But this was like, we should blame them. So I want to go as far as painting these families as villains. Um, the film really wants you to know that they were desperate. Like you see their long-standing long love, appreciation, and reliance on the land. But just like that they can't do it. <laughs> like they don't really have a choice. Like how can they can compete with big farming industries that are filling their livestock and plants with chemicals for rapid growth to fulfill a need born from the myth of scarcity. Yeah. That cannot I mean, compare. Yeah. And it's like, if it was, if the film was trying to say that the ending wouldn't have been what it was. Yeah. Like keep on farming. Yeah. Keep on, keep it, on. it just wouldn't. If the villain was fracking, it wouldn't have been that because I'm like, where did the fracking go? If the villain was that they were there in the first place and didn't have right to that land, which is true. But if that was what the and film was trying to say, there? then why is it that the end that it was just like it, she was just good at farming? So she made the plants grow. <laughs> and that's that was the problem, not capitalism. Yeah. Not this economic situation that's like pricing people. Just that no one was good at farming as good as she was. And it literally yeah. defeated the entire purpose of the entire thing. But yes, continue. Yes. Sorry. Um, it, what Kat's referring to is that at the end, after like pretty much everyone's dead for a variety of reasons, one character lives on. And we have this like fade out and then we come back and she's just running the farm now. And it's doing fine. Like as if all it took was that two families had to die and now everything's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the fracking is still happening. And her water is still contaminated so and what? <laughs> where like, yeah, there's no, it was really weird. Um, but, and I think it, it really just missed like a big thing it could have done. If you're going to make a horror movie about fracking is that you should make a horror movie about fracking. Um, 
And it's like, yes, it's true that humans are harming the earth. Yeah. And they are altering it to our uh, because of our ceaseless greed. But it's not the indiv- individual family's faults. Um, although I'm sure they would be the first to <laughs> cast blame on the other. Yeah. Um, the true villain of the story, obviously, is the villain in nearly every ghoul's worthy story. And that is capitalism. Yep. Um, and use a human could do your part to reduce your carbon footprint and prolong the life of our planet. Or rather this version of the planet that can house us. Um, But the only real way to change the fate of our home planet is for big companies and greedy, disgusting capitalists to get their grubby hands off of our natural resources, which are dwindling and are not going to replenish miraculously. (laughs) There is no planet B. (laughs) Um, And I, it just doesn't do that. (laughs) So um, Mary, uh, what I found interesting was that this team of directors express their motivations and what they think the morals is in in an interview and they said greed and ignorance have already destroyed our water supplies with chemicals biological or radiological waste and they said no one is safe from the wrecking ball that is corporate greed um but i do feel like there's parts of this film that fall short with this messaging and like yes the patriot company is bad but is it evil no the spent the film spends so much time trying to convince viewers that it is not the fault of these farmers that it never really takes a strong stance on the real villain um and we are always upset when a film pulls punches um and this one definitely does so it makes us sad and the question i have is why they felt so strongly this need to exonerate these families from from blame like the whole time i was like they are working really really hard yeah. To convince me that it's not their fault. And so I was just wondering, like, do people honestly think it's the everyday American's fault for this? And if you do, like, I hope that the film changes your mind. Like, I hope if that's like the impact. Like, it isn't like. Yeah. They're not like innocent. Right. They are selling their land. But again, it's we don't really have a lot of choice in the matter. And sometimes it really has nothing to do with you. It's just now happening. Um and they all, like, they totally miss it. Like, they could have had a more pushback and had, like, shown some of the ways that the Patriot company is, the companies that they're, that Patriot company is representing have used to, like, trick people or yeah. um, sway them to give it up and the different, like, tactics they do. But they don't really do that. The only thing is, like, they offer them a big sum and then they never get that sum because there's all these, like, random bills and fees and things like that, which yeah. is true. Um, but they totally miss out on, like, making that a little more obvious. Um, and I think in the end, this film kind of wanted to uh, gruesomely reveal a sad truth that the victims of fracking and other natural resources uh, are always going to be the everyday people who have to settle for this promise of a better future. Um, And sure, fracking most likely won't lead to unearthing predatory fungi that eat us from the inside out, warp our realities, and result in us murdering each other over the span of one night in rage and anguish, but it can kill us in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it is certainly altering our world in ways that even now we truly can't understand and couldn't even predict. Um, and it's probably not too late, but getting to the point where it might be too late to undo what those effects are. Yeah. Yeah, we're seven years. So close so far. So close, though. Um, right there. Yeah, 
And I think like it's it's a thing. The point you made about like do people actually think that it is the poor people's fault? And it's like a lot of times, unfortunately, yeah, because they think, despite the fact that on this scale where it's like poor people, poor people, poor people, poor people, poor people, poor people middle class. Jeff Bezos, like they think <laughs> they're closer to Jeff Bezos than they are to the it, like hor- like horribly impoverished. They don't people. have a middle class. Um, yeah, like we don't have that. Like it's literally like little blip, little blip, all at the bottom, and then here it is. This is what like so. There's been a lot of like manipulation, like through the news and other other things, like where people are like, "Hey, it's actually poverty, the poor people's fault. It's it's because yeah. of all of this stuff." And that's like something that's like very frustrating. So I think like I get it, but I yeah. agree with you in that like you really forgot the villain, guys. Like yeah. there was a very clear villain, and you were like. That was a plot, I guess. Let's let's we're gonna take the backpack, we're gonna throw it in the fracking fracking river, and like you can't subtitle it a fracking horror story and then like not have it be a fracking horror story. Like you, you're like what you decided to hone in on and focus should not have been that family. Like we already felt bad. You didn't have to do all that to make us feel bad about them. Yeah, that could have been a different movie. That's like a John Steinbeck book. Grapes of Wrath. Like, that's what I felt like I was watching. I was like, okay, this is just Americana. All right, <laughs> I get it. But yeah. then you threw in horror at the end. <laughs> Ridiculous. And yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like they just also, like, didn't choose the right population to represent, too, because it's, like, the ones who are being most taken advantage of by these companies and by these big businesses are not this little white family in the Pennsylvania. it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like everybody else um and not to say like there aren't white people in Pennsylvania who are struggling economically because of the farming situation they do uh mm-hmm. but in terms of like there's also a lot booming yeah no exactly so i mean after watching this film i think they tried they didn't do a great job they yeah. lost it they lost I it on someone else doing it huh I vote on someone else making a film like this. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, 100%. I think, like, this was a missed opportunity that, like, if they're going to make a fracking horror film, I think that does need to exist. I think that's a subject that people need to learn about, but that this film did not do that justice. And that hopefully someone else would make one um, because fracking is kind of bad. Yeah, uh, and have a scientist on set. (laughs) Yeah, like, teach you about it. Or, like, also hold you accountable. Yeah. Because, like, y'all just completely forgot the plot at the end. Then just do it for kicks. Yeah. Do it for funsies. Um, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that film was frustrating, but let's talk about like what it was about. What was all the fuss about? Uh, I'll define fracking for you. Um, in an article from BBC News titled, What is fracking and why is it controversial? It defines fracking as the process of drilling down into the earth before, before a high-pressure water mixture is directed at the rock to release the gas inside, water, sand, and chemicals are injected into the rock at high pressure which allows the gas to flow out of the head of the well the process can be carried out vertically or more commonly by drilling horizontally into the rock layer which can create new pathways to release gas or used to extend the existing channels the term fracking refers to how rock is fractured apart by a high pressure mixture my favorite part of that quote is that chemicals um and that's like a big problem so i'm going to talk about that a lot um 
Fracking and its methods are claimed to not inherently be damaging in its process. I read a lot of stuff for this, like more than I expected to, to the point where I'm like, Gabe, I'm so sorry. There are more sources in there. I don't even <laughs> know if I'm going to quote them, but I've, I've read parts of all of them. And it's just, it's all necessary. It all needs to be in there because they need to learn about the stuff. Um, but yeah. the problem I keep interacting with is this classification, like, Something that I've like been really frustrated with within this series is like the classification of something as dangerous, but only as it impacts humanity specifically, um, mm -hmm. and not how it impacts like other things, like animals, uh, our ecosystem, our literal planet that we need to survive and live. Like we don't get a planet B. Um, that like the only re the only way something is classified as dangerous or needing to change is if it's something that specifically is like humans are in trouble from this. Um, and it doesn't in, in, like even reference the impact that it has on biodiversity, local plant life, and animal life. Uh, and I think an additional piece of this is recognizing that hydraulic fracking is just another method of pulling fossil fuels, which is something that we need to step away from in the first place. Um, mm -hmm. It's not a route that should be taken by a government that claims to care about the environment. And it has. It's like a big thing. It's that they've just signed off on a bunch of new fossil fuel time. It wasn't new. It was in 2021. So it's 2022 now. Um, but like it was recent enough. Um, and their whole thing is it's that only we... January. It's only February. It's that was recent. Yeah, it was recent. <laughs> uh, and they were like, we need to take care of the planet. Haha, ha. like for funsies, like not for real though, um, kind of like this film. Um, <laughs> yeah. And essentially, like the whole thing is that they are inherently like doubling down on the fact that we need to be using fossil fuels when we already know that fossil fuels are damaging for the environment, something that we already have the science behind, it's already there. Um, so the arguments for fracking with that in mind is essentially a moot point. The fracking immediately can be seen as negatively impactful because it is extracting fossil fuels that are a non-sustainable energy resource that we shouldn't even be pursuing anymore and instead should shift to clean energy that will reduce our carbon footprint so we don't die in seven years. Um, but let's impact the uh, environmental impact a little bit more. Um, well, human water systems are like unlikely to be affected by each fracking situation um water and animal and plant life are um a very frustrating piece of the data collection for fracking is the tracking of the impact uh specifically because of non-disclosure agreements there is so much that we don't have access to because of these agreements that states have made with these companies to say that they don't need to tell us what's in the process of fracking what's they don't need the to tell us what's in the chemicals that are put into the ground to break the rocks apart. Um, and that's been something that's really been inherently frustrating and damaging to the research to figure out if it's actually damaging to the planet mm -hmm. because we don't have the information necessary to conduct the necessary science. Um, we have a lot of things that imply that it does, uh, but because we don't know exactly what chemicals are in the fracking fluid, the companies have made it impossible to track the impact. Uh, and it feels very intentional if you look at anything critically ever. Um, but there are studies concluded by Cornell that suggest that the interaction between wildlife and fracking chemicals resulted in many animal deaths. The article titled, Studies Suggest Hydrofracking is Killing Farm Animals Pets by Krishna Ramanujan outlines exactly how many animals were impacted in their specific study. This study is also referenced in another article that I read on One Green Planet. Um, the new report 
has found dozens of cases of illness, death, and reproductive issues in cows, horses, goats, llamas, chickens, dogs, cats, fish, and other wildlife, uh, and humans. According to the study, in New Solutions, a journal of environmental and occupational health policy, making a direct link between the death and illness is not possible due to incomplete testing, proprietary secrecy from gas drilling companies regarding the chemicals used in hydraulic fracking, and non-disclosure agreements that seal testimony and evidence when lawsuits are settled. Uh, the data because of this makes it nearly impossible to explicitly state that fracking was the cause of the animal deaths. But the implication is pretty clear in there. Uh, the study goes on to reference in Louisiana, 17 cows died within an hour of direct exposure to hydraulic fracking fluid. A necropsy report listed respiratory failure and circulatory collapse as the most likely cause of death. In another instance, a farmer that separated his herd of cows into two groups, 60 were in a pasture with a creek where hydraulic hydrofracking wastewater was allegedly dumped, 36 were in separate fields without creek access. Of the 60 cows exposed to the creek water, 21 died, 16 failed to produce calves the following spring, and none of the 36 cows separated fields had in the other field that didn't have access to the hydrofracking water had any health problems though one cow failed to breed in the spring. The data gets even more upsetting as another farmer reported that 140 of his cows were exposed to hydrofracking fluid when wastewater impoundment was allegedly slit and the fluid drained into the pasture in a pond. Of the 140 cows, about 70 died, Jeez. and there were high inst incidences of stillborn or stunted calves. Whether we know what is in the fracking chemicals or not, I think it seems like the results are somewhat clear. When fracking chemicals are introduced into water systems, those chemicals cause deaths, health problems, and other issues. Uh, what was very frustrating about this is the manipulation of the data points specifically and not allowing transparency for what is in the fracking chemicals. Um, Non-disclosure agreements should not be allowed when public health is at stake um, and shouldn't be necessary if these chemicals aren't dangerous. Um, this also extends to the potential impact on humans since there seems to be the main, that seems to be the main focus of a lot of the studies. Um, it's noted in the paper that animals exposed to the chemicals were not tested prior to slaughter and the possible implications of how this could impact meat and dairy products as well. Mm. Ultimately, the real damage can't be measured if there isn't transparency for what is being put into the fracking fluid itself. Um, it's like children of men. Yeah, um, I feel like there's going to be lots of damages that we're going to link back to this and be like, how did we let this happen? And it's not going to matter because we'll be dead in seven years. But you know what I mean? Like, if we're not, yeah. if we're still here and we did it, we achieved what we were, we're trying gonna to do. We're going to be sad about this because it's just another thing on the list of things that this government has done that's horrendous and very upsetting and results in millions of deaths of humans. Um, but there's other ways in which fracking can damage the local ecosystems, and there are many things that influence this, both in terms of noise pollution, potential water contamination, general pollution from improper waste disposal, kind of just like air pollution that comes from like drilling into the ground and like the dust that it upheaves, um, mm -hmm. as well as uh, the risks associated with drilling itself and how it influences potential earth tremors. So like you were saying, Gabe, it was like seeing them destroy the earth, like the rock. It was scary because it's making the earth shake. And when the earth shake, it's generally mad. Um, so upsetting. 
What seems to be the most concerning part of fracking is the damage it could do without the proper regulations. Like there's the inherent damage that is already taking place. But then in addition to this, the potential damage that could just happen from someone having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the fact that this is just like a Band-Aid that is placed on our current fossil fuel problem and thus negatively contributes to climate change. While there are countless claims that fracking isn't dangerous or damaging if done correctly, the potential damages through carelessness or unethical labor practices could and likely will lead to contamination of somebody's water systems. The information surrounding fracking seems to hinge on the success of hydraulic drilling and that if done correctly, there's no risk to these environments or the people who live there. However, the risk associated with the mistakes that can happen on the on site are dangerous for the environment and dangerous for the people who live near these sites. Um, on a bad day, mistakes in fracking fracking could contaminate the water supplies for local wells. The process also doesn't take into account the disastrous infrastructure of our country. The assumption going in is that the other necessary protections are in place, that local wells and communities are made well, that the cement is solid and without cracks, that there have been updates to said infrastructure that makes it sound and mm-hmm. not like prone to having gas enter it and then explode and the wells uh like the whole thing is that there's this assumption that our infrastructure isn't entirely just like destroyed when that's uh we have not updated our infrastructure for this country in a very long time uh and it's going to cause problems specifically when it comes to fracking because apparently it already has um there's unfortunately a case in dimlock pa that is a little murky. Uh, it seems like there is debate over what exactly actually happened, but in an article titled Dimlock PA Ground Zero in the Fight Over Fracking, there is a well-documented incident of Cabot oil and gas that they decided to foot the bill on a kind of big situation. The article states that right around the t- time that Cabot oil and gas began drilling natural gas wells in the community, Several residents began experiencing several severe problems with their water supplies. The most high-profile event happened on January 1st, 2009, when Norma Fiorentino's backyard water well blew up. Um, The Cabot Oil and Gas Company accepted the charges associated with this, although it seems that they didn't directly cause the issue, uh, and that it was actually infrastructure problems, like I was saying, that compounded with the fracking to cause the explosion. There's also some uncertainty surrounding if fracking actually did anything in addition to just the infrastructure problems, but either way, Cabot Oil and Gas did accept the charges laid out against them. And in another article titled, Is Fracking a Threat to Water Supplies by Robert Grabier, uh, they provide a bit more context. There is a well-documented case of improperly cemented well contaminating water in Dimlock, Pennsylvania. In 2010, gas driller Cabot Oil and Gas, COG was cited by the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection for contaminating water wells in the Marcellus Shale drilling operations. Last year, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro announced 15 criminal counts against Cabot, including nine felonies upon the recommendation of a grand jury. The company was charged with violating the state's clean streams law. While it was later explained that the cause was due to the improperly cemented gas wells, Uh, And that gas is something that naturally does occur underground uh, and could have caused the explosion. There is a lot of controversy around this case. And I think like the fact that they were like, yeah, it was us, I guess. 
kind of speaks it for shows itself that it's possible to yeah be exactly so like while there's controversy around this i think it's very evident that it's very also very possible that it was their fault uh, and that they have funds they're waiting yeah the, the, there's just act like there's there's scapegoats and funds available for situations like that and that their result is that like fracking is still happening they're still signing deals for that pipelines other things that are inherently damaging to the earth so Ultimately, though, fracking shouldn't even be happening because we shouldn't be venturing into that realm because we should be venturing into more sustainable fuel sources. Instead of trying to lower gas prices, we should be replacing and removing the need for gas, um, a task that's pretty challenging when the fossil fuel industry has the largest delegation of this at the COP26 climate summit. Uh, fossil fuels are something that America has doubled down on. I wonder why. Um, and it's so frustrating to say the least. Uh, and we'll get to into this further in our episode on don't look up, but please, please, please check out our ways to help section for these episodes. There are things you can do to support the people who are doing the work on the ground. And I go more in depth on this in our don't look up episode. And hopefully we'll continue to talk about these things. Uh, shout out to Fridays for future uh, that on March 25th, there will be a global s climate strike taking place, calling for action to be made in the fight against climate change and the injustice surrounding like what the rich people are doing to this country, as well as the government. Um, they have a lot of information on their website, and I recommend checking it out. But essentially, like, don't be passive on this. We are running out of time. There is only so much time left. Uh, you'll see it in our next episode where we talk about like literally the timeline for everything that's going on. It's a short list. It's not six months, but it's soon. It's seven years. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's probably, I put so many articles and like, there's, there's so much to say about fracking and, but ultimately maybe instead of researching all the fracking stuff, look into renewable, sustainable energy alternatives and go with those because ultimately the more time we spend on fossil fuels is a waste of time because it's, it's not sustainable and it's damaging to the planet. We need to find a different thing or in seven years, we're all going to die. Um, and that's not really an option in my opinion. And I think in Gabe's opinion and <laughs> hopefully your opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's my little, that's my thing. Yeah. And I think like similar <laughs> to uh, like the complaints about like what it does to the environment which is like it like we kind of went into it in spore too is like how people just aren't acknowledging that other living things on this planet matter as much as us and that it yeah. is it's still a matter of danger it's still a matter of of concern when those things are at risk because we like we're we cannot sustain ourselves without the natural world and so we need to take better care of it and sadly people just kind of separate themselves from it and that's why i think like when you're seeing like the protests that happen like for the no dapple right for, for yeah. the indigenous people speaking out against the pipelines because it was similar to this where it's like oh you know if it works it won't hurt anyone but we've seen what happens when there's an oil spill we're still yeah. cleaning those up. We've seen what happens when there's a nuclear spill. Still cleaning those up. And it's yeah, it sounds nice when you're like, okay, if everything goes well and no one has a bad day or slips up and there's not human error, uh, then we get something and people get money and there's jobs, right? Um, 
but it's ignoring the fact that that one day can severely impact the natural world around it and ruin everyone's future in that yeah. area. And yeah, the same with like uh, uh, rigging in like the ocean and stuff. Those are yeah. really scary because one bad day. Even on a good day, it's still hurting the animals. It's still hurting the plants. It's still hurting the water supplies. It's just not the water supplies we drink from. It's the water supplies literally every other creature on this planet has access to. And we're just like, all right, it's fine for them. Yeah. We don't care if your dog dies. Go to work. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what we're really finding in this section is just like that people really need to care about the environment as if it were a person like we need to put the same kind of value into it as we do the people around us um and if that's like you know envisioning the earth as the lorax or the hidden people or whatever you want to kind of put a face to it let it be that but like then do some action about it like do something yeah because yeah exactly and like we're running out of time so there's like is a sense of urgency and it shouldn't like ultimately the destruction of ecosystems should enrage us because the lack of biodiversity will decrease the amount of plant life will decrease our levels of oxygen which will rise the sea level because that's where all the creatures are and they're doing better than we are um and then we're killing them too so it's like a whole other thing uh we reference the bay episode <laughs> dead zones and other fun yeah um it's like really it, like you know we go so much in our lives not paying attention or just not knowing about those things because um they're are people who benefit from us not knowing that and not yeah. being afraid. Um, and so hopefully you're listening to this and you're outraged about fracking, you're outraged about oil, about all the <laughs> different natural um, resources that are unnatural, right? And the fact that like, those are, we only get what we get. And then that's yeah. it. Then what? <laughs> then what? Then what? Um, nothing. There's nothing. Exactly. And it shouldn't be what like, green dreams or whatever it's actually future to make it better um yeah yeah so don't watch this movie <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't good someone else make a better one like i feel like it needs the story needs to be told or stop making movies and start doing something about it <laughs> i feel like movies are really important as a way to motivate but like also like there's millions of dollars that go towards the movies maybe make the world less gross with that money too or use the money you made for the movie to make the world less gross i don't know Mm -hmm. and it was so goofy though too that i feel like it like at the end it was like kind of messy and goofy that i don't even think it did a good job of making people feel educated enough or sad enough to do anything about it um and you definitely can't like we talked about some really great eco horror films they do a, a great job of making us feel bad about the environment and also being afraid. <laughs> right? um, yeah. Yeah. I like positioning you in a place where you're like questioning things instead of being like, yeah, okay, well, if you try hard, the planet will do what you want. It's not, it's not, it's not how it works. It's like maybe respect the planet and the planet will do things to protect the planet so that you don't die in seven years. That's, that's more of the, thing yeah well yeah 
check out our ways to help uh, yes <laughs> section to learn but lots of stuff um other people were saying stuff as well to see if you agree with those films are saying um and if you have any information if you're doing work um out there if you have any books if you have like eco horror books love them um if you have just regular <laughs> like science uh information about like what's happening we love to learn so be sure to shoot us an email at the ghouls next door at gmail.com or just check out our website theghoulsnextdoor.com tweet at us you know there's lots of options available yeah for communicating or maybe we'll reach out to you if we find you there's yeah. some people I saw, I was like, that'd be dope. We got them on the show. So there's also that. But yeah, if you're there, you're already watching us. And you're like, hey, I didn't even know that was an option. I can send you articles. Please. Yeah, we'd love Do that. It. We'd read them. Um, yeah, send it, uh, so interactives on social media because we, we really do like to, to learn. Like, that's the whole reason why, like, a part of me picked EcoWar was because I was like, I know there's so much that we could be doing yeah. and learning and seeing um and then we can share it with you and if there's things that um you want to see coming up if there's certain topics that you feel like would really benefit our show or or a film or tv show that you're like you guys would tear that apart or like highlight yeah. some really cool things send it our way as well we love that um but yeah what we're almost mean? to the end of this eco horror yeah time we want to be sad um, but empowered yeah that's yeah. our whole thing. It's our whole thing, guys. <laughs> Edutainment. So <laughs> don't get married. Delete your kids. Or your kids will melt. <laughs> yeah. Or your kids just crumble in your hands. You're like, like it just, just I was so weird. It was such a yeah, what it was a, a weird choice. It, the, what a decision. It, yeah. It was a whole weird decision. There were so many decisions where you're like this could have been good but it wasn't remember when she she was driving away to like escape and yeah. there was like a road in front of her instead of going in the road she was like i'm gonna go into the cornfield where i can't see yeah <laughs> and, you know, and then i'm like, gonna stay in that cornfield forever the road to do that and i yeah. was like what are we doing i get stressed Children but like corn? that's but it was the road i i can't i get like, i know exactly forever. what you're saying uh i'm oh, equally frustrated just, so many things happened in that film where i was like why are you doing that yeah but i mean ultimately i feel like we would have researched to learn about this anyway yeah but i guess the film allowed us to fracking, talk about so. it so yeah yay. so thank you <laughs> thank, thank you uh uh you're welcome film <laughs> for yeah. doing the work for you yeah. we did the research we did the things that you should have been doing and now people have that information you're welcome yay tag team effort <laughs> high five <laughs> yeah. all right bye bye <laughs>